Hey everybody, this is Nubia. And I'm Francis. We are your dynamic duo of Chronicles Abroad. As always, our goal is to inspire you to travel with passion and purpose. Now let's get on with the show. Hello beautiful people, welcome to Chronicles Abroad. It's a podcast show that uses travel to highlight stories of personal growth. So each week we'll spotlight the stories of courageous world travelers, creative wanderers, and digital nomads who share their incredible experiences of the world through their eyes. If you like traveling, this is what you need. So tune in Wednesday, every single week. For inspiration, how you can live free. Nubia and Francis Chronicles Abroad. Welcome to Chronicles Abroad. I'm Francis. And I'm Nubia. And today we are speaking with the marvelous, <laughs> funny talented, witty, and beautiful human, Jazzy. Okay, girl, yes. Hey now. <laughs> so Jazzy, we met Jazzy back in Chiang Mai. Jazzy is the owner of Black Digital Nomad. She's currently based in Da Nang, Vietnam, following her passion as a comedian and motivational speaker, yes. which I'm so proud of you because you put yourself out there, girl, and you just created yes. this wonderful, blissful, beautiful life out there in Vietnam. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, finally. Yeah. I know, right? I, I, was to be on, I was supposed to be the very first person on Chronicles Abroad, but, you know, they saved the best for season, what is this, eight now? <laughs> yeah, we had, some, we had some virtue. We appreciate your patience. Yeah, mm-hmm. we tried. It's always all time. of our schedules, right? All of our schedules. Always right on time. <laughs> well, you are finally sitting here, and we are finally chatting. So, Jazzy, we miss you, man. Yeah, man. I know. I miss y'all, too. It's been so long. It's like, so, what's been going on? Catch us up a little bit about what's been going on over the last year, because it would be a year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow, really a year? Yeah, okay, yeah. June, I mean, I got here in January. So yeah, I've been here in Da Nang, living and exploring and being present. Yeah, I started doing some comedy, something I wanted to do a long time ago. I started, I got my first little, my big toe in it, I guess you would say, in um, Chiang Mai at Healing House. Yeah, you know, we'll get your feet wet. <laughs> but I just dipped my big toe in. I didn't get it all the way wet. But I did an open mic there. And I've been wanting to, you know, do it. But just kind of on this journey, I've been releasing a lot of fear and insecurities and just kind of going with it. So I think that's one of the most important things about the benefits of having this journey or being able to just even do this really is like actually, you know, taking full advantage of it. So I've been doing that with just walking in my purpose and comedy and acting is something I've always wanted to do. And it's like, as soon as I said, I wanted to do it, the opportunities just appeared, you know? So I was like, Oh, okay. You know, I just still listening. Yeah. It's so amazing. Yeah. I was looking for comedy here in, in Da Nang and there was nothing like at all. And a girl popped up in the group that I created for Brothers and Sisters of Danang and was with the show that she was doing here. And I was like, what? It's comedy. Like, I would love to talk to you because I wanted to do some comedy. I was been looking for, I wanted to just do an open mic. And she had 
two comics she was bringing in from Saigon or in some other city. But yeah, she gave me the opportunity to do a three city tour with her a few months later. And now we're hosting open mic. And it's just like, yeah, as soon as I said it, I wanted to do it. What? And yeah. And that's really unheard of to get booked for a tour like that with no prior experience. And she's like, oh, do you have a tape? You know, I don't even know if you're funny. And I was like, ah, trust, girl. Trust. All she got to do is talk to you. tape. <laughs> do we still do that? Well, yeah. I mean, she didn't ask for a yeah, tape because no. she's not freaking 76 years old. She asked for a video. But yeah, tape, tape in honor of my grandmother, tape. Yeah, that's just doing that and exploring and, you know, running on the beach and... I'm enjoying this beautiful town. It's really what's been going on. It's just kind of, you know, being me, same thing, just kind of living, being more visual, I guess you would say, and not letting fear win. Doing more visibility, and I'm, I'm proud of you for just putting yourself out there because we already know all the magic happens outside of your comfort zone. It and does. The you speak does. it, and the minute you ask for it, the universe will do whatever it takes to put it Provide. in front of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you also have to be aware of it, right? You know, you can't. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so if you have all those fears and doubts, it's really hard to see the opportunities. Um, so kudos to you. We're proud of you. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. But I want to take it back a little bit because you have a really incredible, incredible story and that you've been open to sharing just in regards to inspiring others and being the motivational speaker that you are. Could you share with us a little bit about your, your background, how you even got to moving abroad? And Brad? Yep. I said a Brad. Yeah, a Brad. You know, I I would like people to just enhance my strengths. Right. You know what I'm saying? Not keep me while I'm down. Notice all the terrible things. We knew what she meant. You You know, know I wasn't even, I'm the comedian and I was going to let you You go. I wasn't even going to say this. This one just So let's give this one a stage. Nubia. Okay, girl. So. Like we were saying before you so really interrupted, I got the gist of it. I guess my story is it's okay. But back long, long ago, back in the 80s, I was born. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You, said, you said back Girl, in the 80s. We older than you. So. <laughs> Please don't date us. Last century, have you written your birthday next to this year? It looks crazy. It's like, what? how many years ago was that shit? Like... <laughs> 1980, that looks fucking crazy next to 2019. It does, though. It does. Uh, it does. So last century, um, I was born, and I was born in the 80s, and I emphasize that because I was, you know, impacted by the crack epidemic in South Central Los Angeles. Um, my mom fell on hard times, the pipe, and she was on drugs for a while. And my dad was abusive, but I moved with him when I was seven, and so that was a, a rough transition. Yeah, I guess in being a, in, in high school, lots of adversity, just, you know, acting out and fighting and getting in trouble and, you know, identity things and just kind of struggling with mental health and, and wellness and things. I guess that led to my adult years being 20 or 19, 20. I left for school at 18 and kind of like wild drinking and gotten a lot of issues and things with that binge drinking and things like that. So um, I just had like a lot of things, you know, experiences in life that were kind of traumatic. And so it just kind of affected my outlook on life. And 
my values and what I found was important and how I handled myself and carried myself. And eventually I ended up going to jail a few, few times for different things, mostly fighting and drinking, driving under influence. And the last time I actually got a DUI, I served five years probation and 15 weekends in jail and then 60 days house arrest and then five years probation. So that was a huge chunk of my 20s. Um, I learned a lot in within that, you know, time frame because being on probation or losing your freedom, you learn a lot. And I've never dealt well with rules, but when it comes to le- legalities, you know, it's different and you really have to like buckle down. And so I realized that no matter what had happened to me in my childhood, that I was responsible for the decisions that I was making as an adult. I remember my probation officer gave me some homeless shelters to go live at because I had moved with my cousin to Delaware out of Philly, which is very close, like 40 minutes away, you know, but legally I could not live out of the state of Pennsylvania. And in that moment, I was like, what? This is crazy. It all happened really quickly because I didn't even lie. I was just like, hey, yeah, girl, I moved with my cousin. She's in Delaware. Here's the address, you know, I'm trying to be, you know, tell the truth. And she was like, yeah, girl, you can't live outside of Pennsylvania. And she wanted me to go to the homeless shelter like the next day. And I was like, this is fucking crazy. I've been off. I've been, you know, sober. This was three years ago that this has happened. Um, But I realized like, wow, I made a decision that really affected uh, my future and my outcome. And so. Yeah, it affects how you move, the way you move. Yeah, the way I moved. And something as little as like, oh, I'm just staying at my cousin's house 40 minutes away. Yeah. And I could go to jail for that. So I had like an aha moment and was like, yo, you something's got to give here. You know, this these choices that you've been making. Um, Yeah, these things have happened to you, but like you're responsible for them, you know, and my mom's not in jail. You know, my dad is not and I am. And so I decided to change or start to change. And, you know, all the new things people do, they watch Oprah Super Soul Sundays and start drinking tea. Yeah. You know, that's that's why I started. And, you know, I read a few books, you know, just kind of started to adapt a different lifestyle, you know, but just kind of make my aware of what was happening. And I stopped watching Bad Girls Club and, you know, um, different things. Because a lot of I don't think we realize that we're consuming these things. And so it affects our energy and our vibration. So um, just kind of cutting out a lot of different things and taking a step back and reevaluating, doing self inventory on myself. And yeah, it takes years, you know, but I think the moment that we decide that we want to change and I take responsibility for our own healing and, you know, the opportunities are there. Yeah, it's definitely accountability. You know, you can walk through that for years, blaming and being upset and and harboring. Right. Mm-hmm. But it takes for a person to understand what accountability looks like. And it's not pretty. Yeah, it's painful. Yeah. Uh, but it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like the most necessary ingredient for change. Like you can't say that you've changed until you take 100% responsibility for all of your actions because all those decisions have led you to, to today, where you are, yeah. you know? And yeah, people yeah, have a yeah. hard time making that connection. It's like, why is all this stuff happening to me, you know? I don't know, I'm making all these excuses, but it's like, let's take a look at the pattern and the theme. And what's the pattern? What's the theme? Me. Yeah. Who's the <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And we are where we are because of how we think. And so that is so powerful. Realizing that it's like, oh, this is why it's two people can be in the exact same situation and look at it differently, where it hinders one person and it's stepping stones for the next person. And where we are now, you know, we look around, we're like, oh, wow, I'm here because of how I think. Like, I'm not with the bullshit. You know, I want to live my life 
as easy and breezy as I can. And so I choose to live my life this way now, but it's because of how I think where other people are like, oh, I can't do that because of such and such or because of such and such. And then that part of losing my freedom when you say you can't do something and you really can't because like you have a fucking ankle monitor on or you know you're like, you have to go to jail on Tuesday morning or you're on probation. So you can't go. I wanted to get this job in Afghanistan and my friend was doing like in the office. She was working in the office making a hundred and a hundred thousand dollars a year tax free. And I was like, wait, wait, what? Like how? Um, I'm down, you know, it's like, well, the perks are like, you have to be gone, you know, I'm cool. Like I'll sleep on a cot in the, you know, thing and work in the office, but I couldn't because of my, uh, I was on papers. So when I was off, I was like, yo, we create all of these mental prisons in our minds saying we can't do something, you know, when you actually really can't do it, you realize how much of the shit that you tell yourself that you can't do. So I was like, yeah, I want to live fully and freely and boldly, boldly and bravely. Got it. And I gain my freedom back. So you were a little tyrant growing up. You had <laughs> like you, yes. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of us have stories that are very much the same and similar, or yeah, know yeah. people who are going through that. You know what I mean? So it's not necessarily a unique story, as in such as you know, you went through shit that a lot of young adults go through. You know, yeah, yeah. drinking, the making stupid decisions, blah, 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 blah. Crazy decisions. I won't say stupid. Crazy decisions, things like that. So here we go. You're off of probation. Woo. Finally. Your first day Woo, of freedom. Finally. Woo. <laughs> what then transition to you, you know, now saying, I can actually fly. I can actually go. I can actually do something else. So now I'm going to do this. Because, you know, a lot of times, like you said, it's about your thought pattern, right? You could have went through that whole time being upset that you couldn't do something. So when you were done, you could have still just been bitchy about it and been like, you know, now I can't go. Been bitter, money, you know, and using excuses to not leave. Right. Because a lot of times people keep yeah. themselves in the prison because, like you said, their thought pattern is what they can't do. Instead, you thought about the things that you can do and you took a step with that. Let's talk about that portion of how that happened. You know, we're more than just travel. We provide tips resources and hacks for the curious traveler in you so whether you're a lover of travel or just someone who is ready for a change we have something for everyone um yeah well I got I had my passport already but I couldn't use it really I think I had gone I tried to I said I was able to go like for a weekend or something if I wanted to at the time but I don't think I left until our first anniversary, we decided to go away just to Jamaica. I'm mean, not just to Jamaica, but to Jamaica. Um, and you introduced we, so we is. Yeah. Oh, my husband. Um, yeah, our first anniversary, him. him. <laughs> um, so you had got married during this time, and then what the- you call it? Yeah, yeah. And I was going to wait too. That's funny because I said, "Oh, I need to wait until I'm on probation." Nobody want to marry a criminal, but you know, it was fine. We decided to go away and my aunt was always one that was like, you know, you should go and do something. Always travel if you can, even if you save a dollar, you know, and this is my friend, my aunt who lives in South Central and really never has money, you know, but goes away and makes these things happen for herself. And she's always been like, you know, just save a little bit and just make it happen. So um, we did. And it was kind of like kind of getting my husband out of the whole thing of like, it's okay to take off a week from work, you know, like, you'll be all right. He's like, no, they may fire me. I'm like, it's fine. Like, you'll get another job then. But let's go. Let's do this. 
And uh, we did it. And he was so excited um, when we got back. Like it was just kind of like a, a bug, like he had the bug. And I remember us landing and getting our bags. And it was like Mexico was on the screen. And he's like, oh, we should go to Mexico next. And I was like, OK, yeah. And since it was our anniversary, we had renewed, like said our vows again and just said, oh, yeah, let's say that we will go somewhere new every year for our anniversary. Since then, we've lived in a new place every year for our anniversary. But yeah, we just kind of like did that a little bit and was just like, yeah, we can definitely do this. You know, I think with international travel, you really don't know, like you make up these figures in your mind, although you've never done any research. And we all say this a lot, but like you've never looked up a flight, but you're like, oh, you know, it's going to cost $12,000 or it's too whatever. Much money. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, it's too much money. It's yeah. too much money. It's a yeah. scarcity mindset, right? You know? Yeah. And like, you just, you don't even look. Right. So once you, I think you do it and you kind of like figure it out because it can be overwhelming, you know, like getting your passport and then realizing, oh, what a visa really is outside, you know, um, and then booking flights and booking accommodations. Once you do it, you're like, oh, I can do this. At and least you had the passport because some people don't even get that far. To them, applying uh, oh, for a passport yeah. is like applying for a job. If they get really nervous, intimidated by the process. They get intimidated oh, by the process. Oh, yeah. I mean, me, if I want to do something, I'm just like, yeah, information is out there, you know. Um, and this was even in 2012. So, you know, you look up shit and then it's like, oh, these are the steps. And then, like, you do them. It's and not at that really... time, you know, of course, we had the internet. So that works in your favor. And, people... and I wanted to go to Thailand with someone, my friend who worked in Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. So that was really like the push, like, oh, let me, you know, get this paperwork. And yeah. sorry. Like you had, you had somebody who was already traveling, which helps, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you had somebody to pay attention to and say, oh, she can do it now that I have the, you know, ability to or capability to, I will. And in regards to your aunt, your aunt is a very smart woman. She was what she was doing was projecting all of the things that she wished she would have done at your age and say, do it, Jazz. Don't, yeah. don't yeah, be yeah. like me and stay here. You know what I mean? They're, right, go right, beyond right. what you see. Which but she was, was traveling too, so that gave you the No, the her aunt wasn't traveling. She, just she said, said her aunt was from no, South No, 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 she was. Oh, she was. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, she was. And that's what I saw, like, even if it was a little bit once a year or something, just seeing her get out of her zone and go travel. Yeah, but she was. She would, like, spend Lond a summer in London and, and shit like that, which is, like, a huge deal from, you know, being in South Central. Where are you going for a summer, bitch? Sorry, right in my language. So I think it was just that, just the capability. And I was always saying, like, this is what I'm going to do. It's kind of like when you're on punishment, you know, you're like, ooh, when I'm off punishment, this is what I'm going to do for sure. So for me, I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I want to do these things. Just wait, just wait. I mean, five years is a very long time to like, it's super long. And even before then, like a 60 days, like 60 days of house arrest is a long time. 15, you know, weeks of going into jail is a lot. So just that span, like you have so much time to say like, yo, like these are the things I want to do and I can do them, you know, but I've always wanted to travel. I think even as a little girl. So, so it's essentially it just gave you a new appreciation for your life. Yeah, that's really, you know? it's like you get your life back and you're like, this is what I'm going to do with it. You know, when people like die and then they come back. Just when you lose something that meaningful and something that so many of us take for granted, you're really able to see like, yo, I can do whatever the 
I want to do now, you know, like grown, grown. It's like when you're 18, but you're 18 and you don't do really nothing, but like, you know, may go get, get a pair of heels or buy a paper towels or something, but like, you're not really like taking your, you know, adulthood by storm. And so, yeah, losing my freedom really was like, yo, getting my, my life back. So when did you being like nomadic become a thing for you and your husband? Um, two years ago, uh, September was two years. Um, but I think I was even nomadic before then being from uh, Los Angeles and moving to Houston and then to Philadelphia and back to Houston, like kind of being able to like go with the flow of things and move sporadically is what most people would think. So, um, yeah, but two years ago we moved abroad and have been kind of you know, I guess nomadic for the most part. Yeah, we've lived in four countries the last few years. That's awesome. I think the hardest part yeah. for people that are in relationship is making sure that both people are on the same page, right? So when you guys decided to make a move out of the U.S., was there teeth pulling on either side or were you both like, whose idea was it? Like, walk us through that little... Yeah, he came home one day and was like, yo are you ready? You know? And I was like, Oh, we're moving to Dallas from Houston. But, um, before then he had some friends that he knew from Houston, from LA that we followed and um, Mike and Meg were like posting, I think they had left and went to Guatemala or something and was living it, you know, jumping in the lake and shit. And we were like, they were using this hashtag, when are we all going on strike? And I was like, this man is going to come home talking about we, he going on strike. And I just knew like watching it and like, I don't know, maybe by the 26th day he was like, hey, you know, like, you know, maybe we should do this or whatever. And he came home just, I think I had a bad day at work and was like, yo, are you ready? And I was like, oh, okay, you know, we're going to Dallas is what I thought. But um, he's like, no, let's just go to Guatemala or somewhere for a few months. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I just joined this women's circle, you know, where you go and you go to yoga class. And you, <laughs> you get massages once a month. And I finally invested in the membership. I had an event coming up for um, a brunch. I was finishing my certification as a holistic health and wellness consultant. So I was like, oh, I'll do a brunch, a health brunch. But like three minutes in the conversation, I was like, you know what? Yeah, like we can just go after my event and I'll do my first month, you know, make sure I get my massage and go to the yoga, as many yoga classes as I can within this time. And then let's go. So, yeah, like three minutes in the conversation, I was And game. that's huge, though, because you were already starting with the mindset that many people would do. Oh, I can't because I have this. I have that. I have this. Oh, right. And that's where it helped, though. The pro- I was like, but I'm also all probation. So, yes, like I can go, you know, but like, a lot of people don't take the time out to just learn how to make it work. It might not yeah. look the way, you know, you anticipate or somebody has said it. But what I say to people, you know, it doesn't have to be permanent. It doesn't have to be full time. Like yeah. you said to your husband, we can go after my event and we can go maybe for a month or two, a couple months. Yeah. Later. But you were giving and you were compromising and you weren't setting yourself up for failure to say, well, I can't, I can't, I can't because I have all this other stuff to do. It's like, no, let me do the stuff that I want to do. We can leave then and then we can come back or whatever. Like, yeah, that is the, the message, right? You didn't. Just yeah, yeah, yeah no definitely. Way. Yeah. And that's again, like we were saying, like we are where we are because of how we think in so many of us, like I call my cousin like, girl, you could, you know, you got seven degrees, use one of them to teach English online, travel for a little bit, you know, well, I can't because, and I'm like, what do you mean you can't, like, how are you saying you can't 
already with there is a thousand million ways that you can do things you know like there's so many ways to make money like people make money selling pictures of their big toes like there are so many ways to make money and if you think like oh (laughs) i just love my big toe we have so and girl you would be so proud of me i've been keeping it (laughs) polished and keeping it like cute So yeah, that's definitely the thinking, those barriers. We create, and that's what I mean, like the mental prison and really losing your freedom to where you're like, oh, I can't do things then and realizing like, no, I can do whatever I want to do. Like there's women all over the world. Like I'll create a circle and, you know, drum with some real Mexican abuelas in Mexico in a woman's circle. And that's what I did there, you know, go here and do it. So you realize like there are things everywhere, you know, and it doesn't end in our neighborhood. You know, I think you're like, oh, I have to do it here or I have to raise my kids here. or I don't have children. Just so that's I have to freaky, do this. But- Just- yeah, it's like, we don't have to, well, they always told me growing up, you ain't got to do, but stay black and die. So other than that, like, I've never felt like I had to do anything. Like, I ain't got to do nothing except for when I was on probation. Like, I had. But even then, like, I didn't even have to. I would even say, like, girl, you know you could go for a run. You could really go to Mexico. But then I would live with that whole, like, you know. Fugitive. Fugitive. Yeah, fugitive. It was a few times where I was like, F this, you know, but. I've always been like, face the music, you do something, you take accountability for it, you face it, and then it's over versus me dragging that out and it being worse. It's like, face the music, yeah. and then, you know, life goes on, and you appreciate life so much more when when you just take responsibility for what you've done, so. So you were in Mexico. What are the countries? Yeah. I mean, you're now in Da Nang. Well, y'all we chose you Mexico instead of Guatemala, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. We were going to go to Southeast Asia first, but we decided Mexico after finding out about the visa and we had heard about Playa. It was fairly new at the time. Um, Cost of living and it was like the water. And I was like, okay, that sounds good. Because Guatemala was very like, you know, remote and things. And yeah. And so I was just like, whatever, you know, like, okay, you know, start taking cold showers, turn the air off. I don't know what we're going to get ourselves into, but it was fine. It was like an upgrade instead. So Mexico. I'm your bunny. Let's go. (laughs) Let's go. Um, Bali. We went to Bali for a while, but the Internet was just. You know, um, I didn't love Bali, but it was nice to visit. And then we went to Chiang Mai, Thailand. Yeah, we were in Thailand for about 10 months. And now we've been here in Da Nang almost a year now. Wow, that time flies. That's crazy. The last time I saw you guys was a freaking year ago. Yeah, it's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. But, you know, in two years, you guys have floated now a little bit through Latin America, Southeast Asia. Um, I know you're in Da Nang right now. Have you guys talked about where the next location may be? No, I'm being present in the moment right now. Like, Da Nang is happening, and I've gotten out of that, like, nomadic mindset of not being nomadic enough and feeling like I need to go here and here and here. But yeah, just being present in the moment and realizing the opportunities, you know, because that's what happens to like things that start striking for me. And then I'm like, oh, I'm out. I'll leave as if I'm like a thief in the night or something with this grand exit, not realizing that like there's still real work that you can do here, you know. So, um, no, I'm just here for now. We're here in Da Nang. That's awesome. Yeah. We were just talking the other day how like being travelers, we kind of get on our, our own cases about like we should be like traveling around. Even me being here in Mexico, like I'm just chilling. Like I don't need to see everything. I'm still in the yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, right. can we go home now? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Right. Right. And, and you know, when that. she hits the door, I'm like, let's go. 
I'm like, I want to show you the city. And then we just been like cooped up. And I felt bad because I was like. Right. The house is the city. Being inside is a new place. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's like you don't have to abide by certain, you know, uh, expectations or anything like that of like being a traveler. Like you could. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the way that you want to do it. Right. It's like that whole lifestyle design thing. And it doesn't have to be anyone else's opinion or anything like that true like i still have that nomadic life i guess you would say where i'm just like okay this is cute this has been fun what's next <laughs> you know what i mean yeah and yeah. i think a lot of it you know you have your significant other i'm single so i can float a little bit ease more easily you know so just it looks different you know yeah um, yeah yeah it just looks and different. It passions too you know like me wanting to be somewhere to and perform like you know it's a passion of mine yeah I think being somewhere where you're doing what you love is like amazing you know so it's like I feel fulfilled versus what's next it's like what's next is here you know or going to another city to perform you know where those opportunities are presenting themselves too but yeah having this space and grounded to even think and create is amazing right now like what you hear so far make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now this podcast is made possible by listeners like you we thank you for your support be sure to subscribe rate and leave a review now back to the show you highlighted that you used the term passion because you know we try to say all the time you know do what you love and I know it sounds so cliche but it's the truth you know and where your passion lies is where your happiness is so it makes sense that I am consistently nomadic because my passion is travel right yeah yeah and my passion is sharing my experiences so I go out and I experience just so I can share it. So that makes sense. Thank you. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, the thing I think people get caught up with, like, follow your passion, passion. And, <laughs> and people are like, well, what the hell does that mean? And I remember watching something from Elizabeth Gilbert, and she oh, was oh. like, she used to preach, follow your passion all the time. But then she realized what she really meant was, like, follow your curiosity. What are you curious yeah. about? I think yeah. often as when we become adults, we just forget to be curious about things. Like, we just like robots you know like what happened to that curiosity because you were curious about what would it be like to live abroad and then yeah. curious about creating that woman's circle then all that curiosity led you to where you are now and yeah. now that you're there now you're like traveling different cities and like what would it be like to perform in front of this crowd that crowd right here yeah and there so it's like allow that curiosity to transform allow that curiosity to take place because you don't know what you might discover and that's like the fun part of it yeah that's what's yeah. been so amazing with this journey is that even with me trying to like take a step back from my brand and figure out really what I want to do again because it's like oh I think it's I don't want to do fucking articles about what coffee shops to fucking visit first of all coffee gives me fucking anxiety pardon my link I have to keep forgetting <laughs> me too but, like, like, oh, I'm gonna do this I'm gonna like show people what hotel this like I don't give a about any of that stuff, you know, like I don't care about it, but being online, I'm like, oh, this is what's going to drive traffic to my site. And this is what I need to, an audience, our audience, you know, it's like, who's this audience that I'm talking to? You know, like I'm losing myself trying to produce things for my audience when it's like, I'm my audience. What do I want to see when I look at myself in the mirror? It's like, oh yeah, I want to be someone who's brave enough to get on stage and try to make people laugh or get on stage and act and cry or whatever. But um, yeah, we get so caught up in this, you know, or what other people are doing. Like you're like, oh yeah, my passion is actually traveling and, and sharing my experiences. Right. And like, then I'm like, oh, let me try to share more of my experiences. So I'm like, 
trying to take pictures of us, you know, coconut coffee. That's and cool. like, make and it you can't even... like, why? I'm in the bed at 10.30, like, why did I drink that coffee and post it on Instagram? So now I'm really, like, getting back into my true self yeah. is all I'm saying now. It's, like, just that passion or whatever it is or curiosity about things. And, yeah, I'm not curious about these fucking coffee shops. I don't care. It's funny that you said that because when I first traveled, I was called Mama on the Move, right? I was going to be Mama on the Move. <laughs> I was going to write about, like, like you said, the best restaurants in, on Copanad, because that's what the island that I stayed at when I first moved abroad. Oh, yeah. And then I was like, I don't want to do none of this. I don't, the I like don't work, enjoy. You yeah. beat yourself up about not doing this shit you don't care about. I don't enjoy writing about the best places to live or anything. Like, like that right. doesn't. Yeah. So I had well, to switch it up a little bit. It doesn't have to look like right. everybody else. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. I had to look at myself not about and find yeah. out. It's been a healing experience yeah. is what I'm finding out. And I'm like, oh, it's not about these coffee shops. It's been about tapping into like my true self and having time to and energy also to go after what I love and like getting through things that keep your confidence down, you know, like those kind of things. It's easy to be like, oh, when I, I'm doing this, I'm going to do this. But until our self-esteem is up and until we feel good about ourselves and until we're not beating ourselves up constantly, like we're not going to do any of those things, you know? So um, this journey has really been about pulling back layers and healing and being present and, you know, Zen and really even having that time. Like I spend four hours, five hours every morning, like self-development that's meditation and sitting and reading and doing yoga and farting good, you know, like just (laughs) really Girl, it's, so, it's like, good. Because oh, at work, one. you hold it in a lot, and that's not good for you. We're being around people too damn much. Like, y'all get it fucked with. Like, give them alone time. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, going to yoga and, like, running on the beach and just sitting and journaling. It's just been amazing. And I think that's what these things have really been about. And it's not, like, I mean, it's great to see all these new places and experiences, but I'm really about, like, just healing all of these layers and things and sending my mama the bill for my therapy because I'm like, you know what? You definitely paying for this shit because I didn't do this stuff to me, you know? Like, <laughs> you need to pay. You get this bill. You know, but the Thanks great thing about help. it, the theme that I'm hearing throughout this entire interview is self right? Mm -hmm. Self-reflection, self-analyzing, self-treat, like just taking care of self, you know, and what that looks like. And I think that's so important because we lose that a lot. Yeah. Thought you were about to cry. I'm like, ooh, this is getting getting good. We got to see this. (laughs) That is hilarious. Yeah, we lose a lot of um, self. And we don't mm-hmm. know, we don't realize that sometimes, you know, the working the nine to nine, I won't even say nine to five, right? Because it takes you two hours to get to work. You work for those eight hours in, two hours back home. You're gone for a good 10 to 12 hours out of your day. You don't really have a sense of self. The stuff that you like, the stuff that really fuels your fire and feeds your soul. And a lot of times I, you know... I see people getting lost in that rat race. So it's great when you take a moment and you're able to reflect on self, whether you have to sometimes take that moment back, right? Yeah. Meaning if you get up at eight, maybe you need to get up at six, you know, so that you have that alone, quiet time. Because not everybody's journey looks like ours. You're not all right. you get up and move abroad to find self. You know what I mean? But you can right, right, reclaim, yeah. you know, reclaim your time by getting up a little earlier, taking that time by yourself, sitting with it, really looking at 
the people and everything around you and start evaluating well, what works for you. Yeah, I mean, every, everything starts with you. I mean, it, it just, yeah. it doesn't work the other way around. And when you start living in your truth, like you have been, it impacts people and then it, it bleeds out and it impacts people in a positive way. Not to say like the top five coffee shops isn't helpful. You know, it's helpful. Yeah, you know I, mean, I mean, I read those type of articles. <laughs> you know, I look forward to when I'm traveling. That, that like that stuff. There's, there's, those are those people that are called to do that. Thank yeah. you guys. But I think Get to the, the point, though. Yeah, but I think the real message is living from a place that is true to you 100% yeah. of the time. Yeah. Because then I feel like everything else will follow in line once you start doing that. But you know, and that's it what sounds, that clarity too. But it sounds easy, right? But it's really not. It's, it's not easy. It's, mm-hmm. Discovery is not easy. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Discovery is not easy. It, it takes so much. And it's a, it's a constant evolution. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, Eureka, I got the idea. This is what I'm going to do, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, it starts with a step. And once you take yeah. that step, then it leads to a new step. And you, it continuously mm-hmm. moves. And sometimes it doesn't move the way we thought it would look like. And as I keep saying that because everybody, I believe, thinks that our lives as nomads is just completely a life on the beach. And that's just that. And it's like, no, we created those steps to be able to do that, but it took for us to get there. You get what I mean? Like they don't all, all the time see the steps that it took to have to do that. Or like Jazz, you know, you and I used to talk about struggle money. You know what I mean? Like, you know, having to do, and then it was finally, you got to a point, I remember you saying to me, you was like, I'm gonna quit teaching online because I need to now just deal and go with my passion, go with my gut, go with my intuition and do what I wanna do, right? So. Sure. I went back though. I was like, yeah, passionate in coin. So you've been passionate in hungry, girl. You passionate in cold, okay? You know you like to eat. So yeah, I did go back. So <laughs> I am going to say that. But yeah, I swear I was still in that day. And I did quit, yes. That's what I love about you, Jazz. You're just like, listen. But, but, that's, but at, least you, at least you had a thought. And whether or not you have to go back. You explored it. You explored it. Yeah, I did. Yeah. And, and then you the get whole... so job back and you're like, oh, I'm grateful I get to teach. Because you realize, oh, this still gives me the opportunity to do this, to work in the evening so I can spend four hours on self-development. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so changing our mindset sometimes and looking at things. And also, I will be really honest with you with that. I was feeling at the point, I was online all the time feeling like, whoa, why am I not making 100K coaching? I need to be doing this. I'm not teaching. I'm going to coach. First of all, you're not even organized enough. Like you're, you know, like maybe you should put stuff in your calendar first and not miss appointments first before you try to coach. You know, like, so I'm like getting all caught up online and social media saying like, oh, no, I was feeling like a failure almost like, and I had to look step back and like people email you asking you, how do you do this? And how can you teach? And how, you know, I'm like, yo, this is an opportunity I have to talk to people with no pants on and they don't know and talk to kids and, you know, and they love it. And like, you're working from home. And I was like, well, I had to just shift my perspective and and take a step back and, and stop comparing myself to people online you know, Amen. that I feel are making all of this freaking money. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm not doing enough. I'm not, do you know, I'm not posting enough. I'm not lit. And it's like, 
F all of that. Like, that's why if you step back and just be present in your real self, you're like, oh, I don't even care about that shit. Yeah. You know, like. I think part of that, too, is like not judging yourself and learning yeah. to not judge yourself because everybody's on a different journey. And even if you're looking at those people online, we don't see the back end of what they have right. done or how long they've been doing whatever they've been doing. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, we recently interviewed a house sitter, but she's been in the game for like four years. And it's like, and it's starting to like really blow up. But you can't it tell that. Years, yeah. You can't tell that. Right. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like, you can't judge yourself in the process. And it's okay if you... You try this and you went back to this, but like you said, reframe it. It's like, okay, what, how can I look at this as an opportunity and how can yeah, I look at this in back, a way yeah. that allows me to do the thing that I really want to do? And that's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Yeah. Right? And then that part is like, yo, this allows me to do these things that I really want to do. Like I have time and then I have mad, these kids give me mad jokes. I'm like, yo, I'm getting mad sex from these kids. Like, <laughs> and they're paying me. It's great. So it's really shifting. But um, a lot of it is observing, too, like just observing our thoughts, because we can get so wrapped up in like our mind and like the thought trickles down and here it is. And that's how I like end up quitting Outback to go be a stripper again and then lose you know, everything, lost everything. It spirals so quickly. And it's from like getting caught up in my thoughts and our emotional mind instead of being able to say like, oh, that's a crazy thought, girl. That was a great I could have said at the computer that day like girl that's like a wild thought you go go you know but I let that thought take me back to something and like a lot of times it's just observing and say and just saying like whoa that's crazy but, but a, I'm not a lot of times that. it's trying you have to try yeah if you don't try you won't know and this is some all this experience too you know years of wisdom like we yeah. all got grace so and now I mean, it's like but you did you know, the work so doing the work allows oh, yeah, you to definitely. be able to observe you when you're spiraling me. right you can right. say, yeah, oh, that okay, part. You you, go, everyone girl. doesn't have to quit Outback after to go strip three. You quit three years ago. Why are you going back? And like things happen so quick. That's how I ended up getting my DUI and all this other stuff. So it's I'm grateful now to see the experiences. But that was ten years of experience that I could have just been like saved by saying no because I still would have traveled because it's me. But you know I'm still grateful because I'm gonna pimp the pain. It's still. You know, we don't all have to go make that those horrible decisions like well, that. a lot of us still have that American mindset that you want instant gratification. Yeah. Like Francis said, we don't always see the backstory for people and how long they've been doing the work that they've been doing. We only see the immediate the results. Results. Yeah. So we intend to look at people and go, oh, like you said with your friend, your friend was making 100000 and she was living in Afghanistan and doing whatever. You're like, I want to do that too. But really, you know, did you really want to live on a cot? You just been Right. And she had already done military yeah. time. You were like, compared, I'm not built for this shit. I knew I wouldn't have been. I thought I would have, but that was from my comfort of my home. And I'm Skyping you. Everything looks great from yeah, there. Exactly. I can't see your background now. I don't know where y'all are, but it looks beautiful. So Why, thank you, man. Why, thank you. <laughs> so tell us, you've also been writing a memoir. Yes, girl, for the longest. But it's a memoir, and I'm not rushing myself anymore. But yeah, it's called Probation to Passports. Um, and it's my journey and, and what I thought was like, oh, this is like a, you know, this is how you travel the, and this really has been about mental illness. I'm like, girl, you've been crazy as hell your whole life. So it's really like, I, I really had to stop. I stopped writing at one point and got a therapist because I was like, yo, like, this is a lot, you know? And so, um, it was like, okay, wow, this explains a lot of your moods and things and that tick. So I really stopped and I got some counseling and I'm still writing now, but it's just really about stories. It's just a collection of short stories of things I've gone through and kind of what I learned from them. And it includes humorous, you know, stories of really just 
choices I made and where they have landed me. So it's really the contrast of um, making decisions then and now and like the difference of them and how we can change our lives. Yeah. That's absolutely amazing. So you're doing stand-up comedy. You are about to be an author. Are you still doing BD? What is it? Black Digital Nomad. I was trying to get the acronym together and I just... Oh, BDN. Yes, yes. I've been on a... I think the soccer team won or something. They've been like making all this noise on the street more than usual. Yeah, I'm, I've taken a step back from social media right now. I've been on a break, a detox. I started this 21 days and now it's going into the second month and I'm feeling like, oh my God, amazing. I want to do a TED talk. I see why there's so many TED talks about not being on social media. So yeah, I'm still doing that, but I really want to change. Like I'm going to, for the 2020, I'm figuring out how I'm going to come back with branding because again, I don't want it to be about coffee shops and stuff I really wanted to be about this journey and like learning yourselves and different modalities you know and zen and just kind of like yeah like I think as black people removing ourselves from the places that have harmed us and whether that's America or your parents or wherever but just kind of like nomading your life or uh, just kind of moving around and realizing that we're not a tree and we don't have to be stuck so I'm just kind of playing with it a little bit to make it more authentic and not what I think it's supposed to be when I think of like digital or digital nomad you know taking that definition is kind of I've gotten lost in it um and then I feel like oh I don't want to do it and then I you know and so it's like yeah it's not fun yeah it's not fun and it's like oh it's not fun because you've made it made it this job of something that you don't really you know it's not those things and at the end of the day the mission is the same like I want people to hear these different stories and be empowered to change their lives and you know go after their healing whatever that is for them you know so I think that's what it really is about and still, you know, helping people who want to become nomadic or, you know, change their mindsets, but really focusing on what is really important to me. And it's not fucking coffee shops and things to do. I mean, but I got friends for that, you know, like Nubia. (laughs) Great. Love to share. But yeah, really focusing on the comedy, my speaking career this year for 2020. And my goal is 20, 20 shows in 20 cities, different speaking engagements, but really comedy. Yeah, just going to give myself a year to just go all in, you know, because what I've noticed is I've manifest things and that's just speaking them very like just little, you know, a little bit. So I was like, damn, if I just go hard in the paint, what could manifest from that from really like putting the work in, but keeping it real, you know, so I can heal is what I've been doing. I love it. I love it. Tell us a little bit about what it's like to perform in Vietnam. Are you like in front of Vietnamese crowd? Like what is that? Oh, it's been great. It's actually been mixed crowds. Um, And I have a show in Hanoi at the end of the month. And then Ho Chi Minh City at the beginning of next month. But I've done um, Da Nang and Quay and Hoi An. And it's it's interesting because there's a lot of expats, but there are Vietnamese people as well, Vietnamese. I have to tailor it to really like expats, but also just I've noticed telling like general stories. Like I did a set recently about my grandma and it's been doing very well. And so I think those are things that are relatable because whether you're from Vietnam or Turkey, you have a grandma or you had one or she, you know, she had to be somewhere at some point so I think just kind of realizing like how many things are relatable you know and staying within that but yeah I can work a crowd so you guys know I'm fine but it's been going very well so yeah if I'm in a crowd with a lot of expats I tell you know some expat jokes and stuff but just being relatable is really what works best
So it's time to dive deep and look into the holistic perspective of travel. We believe traveling is an investment in you. So our mission is to inspire you to book that flight, check that item off your bucket list, and go on that adventure. And our hope is to ignite connections all over the world. And that right there, everything that you're saying, I keep hearing these keywords, you know, it's like self, goals, and then, you know, you just said relatable. I think that that's the most important part is making sure that your brand relates to you, right? Yeah. And it might not relate to the mass audience, but there's going to be an audience that that relates to. You yeah. understand what I'm saying? So being relatable. And focusing on that. Yes. The it's, real thing. The real yeah. You. If it's three people that are watching, exactly. it's like you, those three people don't matter. If I'm one of them three people, I matter. So like exactly. show up for us anyway. And, yeah. that's, and that's the not comparison, right? Like not comparing yeah. you to the next person that has a platform like this. And why do they have X, Y, and Z followers? Because, you know, a part of your journey is also learning yourself, right? So the self-discovery. Yeah, yeah. And then you find out, okay, I don't move the way other people move. And you know, if I try to move the way other people move, I'm now restricting myself not because happy. I'm doing something and losing stuff. I need to slow down. Yes, exactly. And then when you learn to be authentic in yourself, and you're just like, but this is the way I move, and I'm just going to do it authentically, you'll realize you have a whole different network of people that support you in the yeah. things that you do. And that's been, you know, I've, I've noticed that about myself, you know, I'd say all the time, bloggers write about all the glamorous parts about it. But here I am being very transparent about like what I go through, right? So a lot of times right, right, people right. are like, oh, my God, thank you so much for being so transparent because nobody else is sharing the shit, you know? Right. So I get it about being relatable and stop trying to fit in with everyone else because, because yeah, yeah. at the end of the day, especially with comedians, you have to be relatable, right? Because we all, yeah. like you said, we all have a grandma somewhere. You know, we've all had a breakup, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, right. someone's been married or whatnot. So it's like, speak to the crowd and mm -hmm. speak to them in a way that they can connect with you and they will love you, essentially. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but it's been awesome. Just the fact of being here, being from L.A., where that's where people go to make things happen for themselves and going around the world and being able to do different things has shown me really that like no matter where I am in the world I take myself and that I already have everything that I need to you know um, accomplish everything I want to accomplish so a lot of times like oh I gotta be in this city to make this happen and make this and it's like you are wherever you go and like the universe is like, oh, I thought like it only heard me from like LA or like New York, you know, and it's yeah, like, it worked out yeah. here too. You'd be like, oh, I still hear you. And it didn't, I didn't even have to like tell it where I was or anything like, yo, we over here now. It's just, it hears me. So that part has been very eye opening for me to know that like, no matter where I am, at least for this. And there's something like comedy, like where there was nothing, no comedy in Denong at all. And there's been show after shows now. And yeah, it's just to show you that like, just speak it, ask for what you want and you don't have to see it. Cause that was a thing too. Like, oh, that place is not as popping as Chiang Mai and blah, blah, blah. And just say what you want. And yeah, just believe and it happens really. You I know people are like, oh, that hoop flop, the loop flop that they talk, but I guess we be telling the truth because we're living the lives that we want. So yeah. 
you're the epitome of manifestation of you know not allowing fear to hold you back and working with fear you're doing everything yeah (laughs) you have to to work with it it has to become your friend and that's the thing i was trying to like fight it for so long and like if you try to fight it it's it's like windmill south central windmill on fear does not work it has muhammad ali blows and so if you're trying to fight against it you just have to like go with the flow like yo okay i'm on fear side but I'm going to do what I want to do anyway. And you got to be okay with the consequences, the outcome of it. Because whatever the outcome is, you have now the next ability to make change. So, yeah, you know, because the fear of it not working out, the fear of getting up on stage and there be only one person. You have to be okay with that and say, if there's only yeah. one person, I'm going to make that one person crack up and, and pee just a little and bit. And if they don't laugh, you still, like, you get it anyways, you know? Because it's like, and then I think that's what it is, it's getting too caught, we get too caught up in the outcome when that's not even it anyways. To me, it's like gifting some. If I go out and if it's not Christmas or anything like that, because that's when I get anxious and like, but if I see something that reminds me of Francis and I'm like in Bangkok and I see it and I'm like oh man like she'll love this you know like and I get it and I'm like oh can you wrap it like this and remembering all the joy that I feel like when I saw the thing and when I told them to wrap it and when I bought it and when I gave it to you you know and then like whether you love it or not I have to remember like the joy I felt with finding something that reminded me of you right and then giving it to you and not saying oh when my birthday comes she better give me this or whatever so sometimes we get wrapped up too much in like the outcome of it not realizing like the joy is in me sitting in like that may be funny writing it down you know like the nervousness that I get before performing and then listen to Nipsey Hussle you know and like all of that is fun you know and then up there it's like I'm still get this feeling that I get when I'm on stage regardless of it's one person there or it's full so that part remembering like that is the journey is like the action and not the outcome because we can't control that part either you know so and if we're doing it for that it's probably not really what we want anyway so yeah just remembering like it's all part of it and like, discovering all of this part you know I think with us too we're like oh what am I going to do next year or whatever realizing that all of these stepping stones are getting us there anyway so again being present in the moment I think is the most important thing Girl, yes. preaching us this morning I feel like I can do anything <laughs> Woke up this morning, I feel like, wow. You woke up. That part, that part is amazing. I'd be like, yo, this is real. Like, I'm here, you know, like, this is a gift and a chance to, like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and gratitude for everything. Like, Mm -hmm. again, I think they're going to, that's what we should do. Drink every time I say big toe while y'all are listening to this. But being (laughs) grateful for, like, your big toe, your thumbs, your limbs, like, your head, like, everything, you know, Mm -hmm. like, wow, I can grab things. The lights work. You know, these are miracles. Well, Being able to get them inside. They don't tap into it until they no longer have it, right? Like you mentioned the big toe a lot, but a lot of people don't understand that the big toe keeps you stable. You get what yeah. I'm saying? If you don't have it's a big toe, it's yeah, very keep, difficult to walk. Yeah, your toes down, just like your thumbs. Exactly. Like, try to if you not don't have thumbs, thumbs, you can't grab, toe. you can't hold, you know? But people don't really realize until they no longer have it. So, you know, practicing gratitude is necessary in your life because it helps change and shift the perspective. You know, it's like, oh, I'm sick. No, 
I'm not feeling well, but I'm still able to conduct this interview. I'm still able yeah, to. Yeah, and I'm recovering I'm as recovering, you're exactly. sick. You're still recovering. Yeah. It could be worse, you know, that I could be in the hospital. So you think about the things that, you know, matter the most, which are the blessings that you have. And, and they're, yeah. they're so minuscule the way we think of them, but they're so big in the in that big scheme of things. No, yeah, they're huge. Yeah. Lose them and see how much of your, your, these things matter. You're like. Well, I, I believe that. And I, I used to think I was like grateful and I realized back then I really wasn't because I'd be like, oh, I'm thankful, but I wish mm-hmm. I had da da da. There was always this but, right? But now yeah. that I've really experienced gratitude for real for what it is, it really helps you shift your energy. So I feel like whenever I'm feeling like a little bit of dip, you know, I go through that gratitude game, that game of appreciation of because it definitely just kind of like brings your energy right back up again. Yeah, you're like, yo, hey. Yeah, and then you start feeling so, better a little bit. You, you know do, I mean? it's like, but thoughts is like, it changes our cells. Same if you start thinking like, I learned the power of our thoughts when I had to pee one day. I was like trying to get in the house and I really, really had to pee. And I was like, oh my God, I'm about to pee on myself. I'm about to pee on myself, right? And I was like, you know what? No, I'm not. I'm going to make it to the bathroom, right? And as soon as I said that, guys, like my whole body, like calmed down. My bladder was like, okay, we got time, girl. And before then, I would pee on myself a little bit. Just not a lot, but a little bit I would pee on myself. And I was like, yo, let me shift it. And it worked. And I was like, yo, this really works. And then I would be cold. I'm like, I'm warm. I am warm. I'm warm. I'm warm. But as soon as I'm like, I'm freezing. Ooh, my lips stuck. My bottom lip is shaking. My It's like my body is getting colder. And it's like, yo, this shit is like... It's real. It's real. It's, real. it's so real. But I want to. I just want to highlight. Like you started with something small. I think a lot of people like want to jump to like the big stuff. You yeah, can't. My mama you like, can't vibrationally. Yeah. If you're not vibrationally aligned, it's hard to jump to the big stuff. So it's like doing yeah. little small stuff. Like I'm thankful for having that warm tea this morning. Like that was really good. Right. And, you know, felt good. I always go back to the micro acts. You know, I and mean, that's a micro act of gratitude. So yeah, those breadcrumbs really make a huge difference. Yeah, and it's shifting. Like, and then if you see it work a little bit, then you can believe it. Because a lot of times we'll say like, I'm happy, I'm grateful, and you're not. And you know you're not. And you say it one time and all those other grateful thoughts are like, girl, we're not grateful. Your baby daddy acting up. And so you are really going after that thought and because you believe that more, right? You know that he's not. So if you're thinking, like, whatever you believe wholeheartedly, you know, if you say it one time, I didn't used to believe the affirmations or believe the things I was saying, but I said them enough and said them enough. And then I started to believe them and then I started to feel them. And I was like, oh, wow. It's like, it takes time. Same as all the abuse and the, the mistake or all the negative thoughts, they came overnight because as babies and shit, babies love themselves. They're so like, they don't even know if they're ugly or not. Like, it's none of that <laughs> stuff. Like, they don't know. First off, <laughs> no baby is ugly. Let's just, let's just exactly. stop it, guys. But there might no be baby one or two is ugly. But somebody may think that that baby is ugly, right? And then say, that is an ugly baby. And then the baby may say, oh, wow, now I'm ugly. But the baby had no idea what ugly was before it knew what it was. But that's, so, that's the if you tell the baby enough, he's going to believe it, right? Like, oh, he's ugly, even if he's not, or if he's cute. If he, Whatever you mm-hmm. tell the baby is going to believe. So whatever we're telling ourselves enough, you know, we have to go over it, uh, over it again and know that like 30, one 30 minute meditation, it don't even be 30 minute. People meditate for five seconds and then talk about, oh, I'm going to have a course on meditation. Oh, I'm going to take a picture and say I'm <laughs> meditating. <laughs> And then they're like, meditation don't work. Of course, because you're not doing it right. Or they do it once and think like, oh, it didn't change my life. But it takes years. years. We've all been doing this work for a long time. Like, it takes years. Like, yeah. look at the Twitter from 
2012, if you just scroll down and then you may be like, oh, she may be becoming more mentally stable now. Yeah. Okay, maybe she's not anymore. You know, but like, yeah. it wasn't like out the blue. I'm like, hey, y'all, new yeah. jazz is here. I didn't even know new jazz was even going to be new, you know? Yeah, I mean, I've been doing it for three years, and I, I'm still like, am I doing this right? Like, is it working? I don't, you know? But I but know it, it is. Matter, just keep doing you it. You just keep yeah. doing it. I, I just, I, I feel different. And then when you we don't do it, or we relapse, or old ways, old ideas come up, then we're sometimes they're like, oh, my God, Agitated. I'm a horrible person. I'm the same way. And it's like, no, you're not. She, you know, came out a little bit. But, like, you know, tuck her back in and come continue to go. But she's not out all the time anymore. More. Yeah. So yeah, it's I just hear a lot more yourself. is being being gentle with yourself. You know, it's it's so many different layers to this. You know, we can speak about manifestation, the law of attraction, the power of your words. It also works on the flip side. People have power when you allow them to put power into your life. Mm-hmm. So if people are speaking negative negative around you, to you, about you, or whatever, if you take things personal, that's going to then shift what you're trying to do and make it not good. You know what I mean? So you have yeah, to yeah. learn now the power of letting go and also learning not to take things personal. I mean, there's just so much to this. The work is deep. Yeah, the work is deep. It's so not, it's deep. not, it's uh, like chapters yeah. of it. It's, it's not one evolving. thing. Exactly. like, what did you do, girl? And it's like, you got a post-it note. It's like, you know, you need a recorder. You need a lot. It's not, you can't write this shit on a post-it note. Yeah. So I always tell people like, you'll never go into a ride. Right. Yeah. Right. Now it's part two. You'll never go You're still on this journey. Like, I still don't know shit. I've been talking for all this time you know i still don't know what i'm talking about i still don't know (laughs) (laughs) it's a learning pro every day is a learning process like i I spoke to a cousin of mine who was just like you know how did you do it and stuff and i'm just like i created it for myself and i was like i decide i made decisions and she's like so you're just telling me that all you gotta do is start making and i'm just like yeah but don't get me wrong with the decisions comes blah 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 like, women take the thing they want the like okay you did that but exactly. i want to take a pill and do it and get the same results from a pill like what are these things that i entered in this capsule and it doesn't work and it doesn't that, work way. that like, way and i tell and you even though, you can do the same way and not end up like in that. the same position so and it's weird because people like you said they think that you know we have all the answers and it's like do you understand that every day that we wake up we're learning something new you know what i'm saying we're learning as we're going through i didn't have the game plan written out before i left i learned a lot of it along the way so journey is just that it's a journey you know it's something that you're learning through the process you get what i'm saying so it's it's great that we are able to articulate now as adults because we're adulting, right? Because when yeah. you're not in the right mindset, <laughs> I know. adulting's hard. Adulting is not as easy as people think. <laughs> like, I couldn't wait for this shit. Like, what? Like, I remember spending my paycheck on tennis shoes and my cell phone bill. Like, and that's it. Like, and pretzels and shit. Like, have a pre yeah, right? You never really thought about what adulting looks like because you never fucking adulted. So once you start adulting, you're like, yo. Yeah, it's like how to be an adult. Like, that's the same thing. And then you have to flip the questions on them. Like, well, how did you become an adult? Or how did you get the hairstyle that you have right now today? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it was a well, process. I did this for a little, yeah, I did this for a minute. Then I stopped, you know, I bleached it. It fell out on the floor. And then I was like, wait, maybe I should do something else. Then I, you know, like it's a journey and all of the decisions that we made, like going to Mexico, like we decided 
we're going to stay maximum six months, you know, and we're going on over two years now. And so it's still like, even then we didn't know about, I had no idea even what te- online teaching was. And then I also thought you had to speak another language. So, yeah, you know, then I thought you had to pay a thousand dollars for a TEPSO c- certificate, you know, and then I thought this and then, you know, so like I learned things as I went that I would have not, I would have never learned had I not, not shown up. Yeah, like just saying, I'm going to do this. Like, you don't know. Like, same with the job. You don't know. Like, and we think that we have all these things figured out through like, oh, if I go to college, this is going to happen. This is what's going to happen. And then I'm going to get a job. And then I'm going to figure it out. Like, then I meet the husband. No, you're going to go to school. You're going to get this debt. Then they're going to call you all the time and call your grandmother talking about they're looking for you. And she's worried. Like, these people are looking for you. I'm like, who? She's like, Sally. I'm like, don't worry about And truthfully, because we brought this up before, how many people have you crossed paths with abroad that have degrees or multiple degrees and don't use them, but they're in... Exactly. A net ton of debt. Yes, over a hundred thousand dollars in debt, and they're that they said that this was if they did this, and they would do this, and they would do that, and then that. You don't know nothing, so just figure it out, and just have a card and say, "Look, some shit go down. I'm gonna use this card, and we go home." And like that's it. But other than that, you you don't know anything. You have no idea. Like we had a hurricane. A whole entire hurricane hit Houston before we left. Washed this like almost washed the city out. We could not leave. We were trapped under over water. Like the freeway overpass was underwater. And we're like, wow, this is a lot. Still, we're like, we're still going, you know. But my car that I wanted to turn back in, um, I was like, f it, it'll be a re- repo out here. That's American credit. I don't think they're gonna ask for it in Mexico. I'll figure it out later. Ended up getting my car totaled in like, so I was able to get a check and write the car off, and then got unemployment for a job that I had already quit. But then because of the hurricane, I got money for that. And so, yes, it was a horrible hurricane and other people lost things. And that's, you know, but still to say, like, even with that happening, I had no idea how that would work in my favor. But it also worked because I wanted those things. I said, yo, I don't want this car anymore. I thought I was going to have to put sugar in the tank. Didn't have to. Just just told him. Told him. This is amazing. No her. insurance fraud. Okay, because I don't do that. <laughs> we so didn't I just add got off probation. I was trying to do thing, that. I'll cut that part out. So yes. <laughs> um, so just to say, you never know, and like somebody else may have looked at that situation and be like, "Girl, this is a hurricane. Happen. This is a sign. This is a sign not to go. We're stuck. We can't go on this date." It's like, no, we are gonna go once this water go down. You know. So I think it's really about. Mindset. The thing about it is, is like there's there's never a right time. That's just right. that doesn't exist really. You know, all you need is about I say like seventy percent of the information, and then just roll with it. Yeah, and then if you got seven percent of the information, roll and figure it out along the way because you seventy percent of the information yeah. may be wrong as hell. Yeah, it might not apply to you. Yeah, if you but need not, information, that's the thing too. Seven. Yeah, I stopped telling people like, oh, should I move here? I'm like, I don't know where you should move. Exactly. Some people love what you know. I'm not. I don't know yeah, you. Exactly. Like I know that this place me, works for me and what my desires are and what I need and what my you know things are like. But as far as other people's, they're needs and their lifestyle and i don't have to know girl amen i don't know. I get it tons of those messages and it's just like you have to you have to understand what works for you i can't tell you i can give you basically i say my opinion 
what I see because of what I experienced, but I haven't experienced so much that I can give you all of the information. I've only experienced literally a percentage, a small percentage of what it's like to live in certain places. I've only lived in this many places and these are the places I've yeah, lived. So I Yeah, people only... have totally different... Exactly. I say I don't like Medellin, Colombia. People yeah. are like, I love Medellin. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's... it's I didn't like Vietnam. You living in Vietnam, you know? Because I went to right. Da Nang. It's funny that you're in Da Nang because I did all my research on Da Nang. And that was where I was originally going to move when I left the States. But I landed in Chiang oh, Mai, wow. where I ended up having Francis as a roommate, meeting you, meeting this whole community of people that I maybe had would not have crossed paths with had I went directly to Vietnam. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, my journey got shifted the way it was supposed to because we were supposed to cross paths for whatever the reason was. You understand what I mean? So yeah, yeah. it's like no matter how much research you do, 70%, it 80%, it doesn't, it doesn't mean really it's going matter. to work out that way. So that's my testimony to say I sat It's like hours. trying to research life or anything else. We just can't do yeah. I sat for hours yeah. about Da Nang. I knew nothing about Chiang Mai, but Chiang Mai ended up becoming home right. for two years. That's why I believe, like, no matter what, the un- there's something bigger than us that's doing something behind the scenes, and we try to interrupt mm-hmm. as much as possible, but we just need to let that go. <laughs> you know what I mean? The control- and it's usually the control, trying to have control over it. This is how I want it to happen, instead of saying, just have your way with me, you know? Like, I mean, rapidly, like, but, you like, know, mm-hmm. like, just... Have, you know, like, just have, like, go with the flow surrender. and not try to hold on, like, you know, yeah, surrender is really it. Because so many times we try to hold on to things and we're supposed to leave these places and, like, we try to stay and not even places if in Chiang Mai or Vietnam, like, places of trauma or, you know, mindset and just can't. But, the place of can't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, everybody does it. Everybody does it. We all do it, you know. Mm -hmm. And even though we're speaking, you know, we have those situations and those those times when that happens, you know. Because a lot of times there's always the but. But I have to do this, but I have to do that. And a lot of times, and we talked about this plenty of times, the three Fs, family, fear, and finance. It's usually somebody in your family that's holding you back. It's usually finances that you think are holding you back. And it's the fear that's definitely holding you back. So it's like you you have to kind of go through those three and really pick out, you know, like, I can't allow this to hold me back. You know, um, we have a friend who has a son who um, is autistic and he's in his thirties and she's always like, but you know, I want to move, but I can't. And the funny thing about it is she went on a trip and he did something or whatever. She goes, you know, I never knew that he was able to do those things. And I'm like, you wouldn't have known had you not let him try. Yeah. God damn it. You know, you got to let them walk their paths in order for you to be able to walk yours. You cannot try to control. You get what I mean? And it was, she was like, I think I can be gone a lot longer because he is more sufficient than I thought. You know, because she's always there. So it's kind of like... Yeah, we do that with our kids. We do that with ourselves. Exactly. We do it with everyone that we care about, right? Because we're looking at that as love. But sometimes it's holding them back. You know, but it's also a sacrifice too, knowing that this is still a sacrifice, you know, like I haven't seen my mom when I talk to my mom, I'm like, oh girl, I don't even say see you later anymore. It's like, okay, girl, talk to you later. Knowing like, 
I don't see her often, you know, or missing people, my brother's graduation or my grandmother dying while I was abroad, you know, or not, you know, calling in and for Thanksgiving versus, you know, being there. So it still is a sacrifice, this mm-hmm. lifestyle or whatever we're doing. And so I think it's also like focusing on the values and what you really value. Because for some people, it is like family is like number one. So maybe you just do this a little bit. But yeah, really, I think focusing on what's important to you and know that there's still a sacrifice in it. Like you may have always, to go without this a little sacrifice. more. You know, it's a sacrifice, you know. For me, like my thing is I'm more fearful of not um showing up in life like dying with all of this inside of me like can you imagine i died with all of these jokes people like yo i I die and i come back and i'm like haunting people with jokes you don't try to whisper jokes to them and they're like what why did you say this shit when you were alive like dying with all this in me is more fearful than like trying it and failing and they're like oh bitch you're not that funny and it's like oh okay well i thought i was my mom said i was like just going about your day you're like okay try something different you know it's no different from starting a vegan cookie business and realizing I don't like bacon and I'm not consistent enough. You know how consistent you need to be with bacon? Like it's a science. And so, but I tried it, you know, made 200 dozen of cookies and was like, yeah, this is not what I want to do. Bacon isn't everybody's thing. I thought you meant bacon. I was like, wait. We have any more oh, bacon. bacon. She, no, she she I know. That's why I was like, wait, she don't eat bacon. So, <laughs> bacon, vegan. Oh, yeah, I don't make it no more. But yeah, vegan, bacon. Yeah, bacon, bacon. Anything. You just try it and you realize, like, oh. Wait, so, okay, let's speak it out. That was a good segue because you don't eat meat. Are you considered a vegan or are you vegetarian? No, I'm not considered anything. I'm jazz. Um, okay. And I was, I'm always just journeying through things. But yeah, I was plant-based for a long time and now I'm just eating healthily I you know but it is harder kind of sometimes and I've had some digestive issues Mm -hmm. yeah just trying to eat a lot it's like been really and it's like I feel great it's like bitch you gassy and you bloated stop telling me you're great eating these cauliflower weeds like I yeah I felt very bloated and stuff and um also judgmental very judgmental about things like my mindset it really changed and so um it worked for the time being but now for me it, I, yeah I don't do it girl, anymore. Girl, I can relate girl. because when I was in Japan <laughs> I told y'all. I was... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, when I was in Japan I was like I messed up my GI systems, and now I have this yeah. gluten thing going on. I can barely eat a lot of things now. I'm struggling. My stomach, right now, I'm, I'm like, good thing this is not in person. Peppermint tea, chamomile tea all the damn time. I be bloated. Yeah. Like, it might be gluten, yeah. not to get off topic. It's, but, it's, yeah, but, it's, it but a be. lot of the vegetables do it. Like, so onions, yep. cauliflower, broccoli, yep. all the vegans eat. Talking about, uh, it's chicken wings. That is cauliflower, Okay. Not no damn chicken wing. It tastes like buffalo cauliflower. It's good, but it ain't no chicken wing. Don't nothing taste like a chicken wing, but a chicken <laughs> yeah. wing. But well, I asked. I asked um, because when we went to Vietnam, at um, the point that I had went, I wasn't eating meat. I wasn't mm-hmm. eating pork or beef. But yeah. I felt that was really difficult in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I incorporated like fish again and then chicken here. But like it's fine. But my thing with vegetarian food, a lot of times there's so much soy, so heavy. Soy that I feel like a little meat is not as bad as this 
fucking crap. So, um, yeah, it's it's growing now. There's a lot more vegan restaurants that are nice that are coming. You know, like Da Nang has changed probably a whole lot since the last year, like when you were here. Mm-hmm. But it is more difficult. It wasn't as easy as when I was in Chiang Mai. So I did notice here that it was difficult. But another reason why I started to incorporate other foods was because of my reactions to so many things. It was like, I don't know if this is IBS or what, but it's like, this is not okay. I think you just have to listen to your body. I, you know, you all really this vegetarian do. meat thing, like you need to listen to your body and do what your body yes. feels right for your body. That's and that's, that's, that's and knowing that I had brainwashed myself too, because there's so many operas, there's so many documentaries on this. You're gonna have to edit all this shit. Um, but there's so many documentaries. I'm like, this podcast is three days long. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> The vegan recipe, like documentaries, you'll sit there and watch them and be like, oh my God, I'm never eating nothing. You on Facebook talking about y'all eating chicken abortions and shit. And it's brain, you're brainwashing yourself again. Like it's propaganda, you know? And if you're constantly like just giving one side of it, you know, it is easy to persuade yourself that this is the best thing ever while you gassy as fuck. (laughs) Uncomfortable. She's from New Orleans, so she can not speak. But she's like, no onions. And I would be like, what? Onions are great. And so now I'm like, I see why she's like, no onions. Like, no, no, no. Mushroom, like, it's really... Yeah. So no, I'm with I just, you on that one. I have to kind of, you know, make a lot of foods myself to yeah. figure out like, because I can't eat onions and stuff like that. But yeah, it is a little more difficult here, but it is growing. So if people are plant based um, and they're in Vietnam, it's okay. It's it's growing. It's okay. it's not impossible at yeah. all. Well, Jazzy, oh my gosh, we, we could talk to you forever, forever. Yeah, we're, we're, not, we're not gonna have three days worth of podcasting yeah, with you. Well, so. <laughs> We're going to move on. But seriously, we want to say thank you so much. We're so happy that we finally got the opportunity to sit with you and talk because there were so many great messages and points in this conversation that I know our audience will take, you know, hold to and resonate with a lot of people because it is real life, right? You're not sitting there like, oh, I'm this guru. Like, no, you're like, no, this is the shit I'm I'm going through. And that's what makes it so beautiful is your real story. So we wish you nothing but success Absolutely. with from probation to passports. I can't wait yeah, for it to yeah. be finished. I hope to and catch a show one day. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm yes. I'll be all over. So, yeah. Yeah. And definitely, yeah. 20 shows in 20 cities this year. So, let me know. Fill out, go to my side and fill out the request form. And There's no request form yet, but I will do one. <laughs> That's Tell me what manifestation it is, but yes. right there. Yeah. No, seriously, I really want to do a tour, so. All right. Yeah, keep us posted. Get on it. Keep us posted. Yeah. Definitely. I'm going to be in the States. I don't know. What are you doing this the rest of the year? I mean, next year? Are you going to be abroad? Or? Are you talking to myself or Francis? Francis, I know. Um, maybe, yeah. You know I ain't coming but, back. <laughs> yeah. I'll be there at least until July. 
Okay, okay, um, okay. That's when my son's program ends, get him situated. So that oh, how's he doing? He's he's doing good. He's doing good. He's struggling with some things, but overall, he's he's happy with his program that he's doing, the school program. And then once that, because you know me, I got itchy feet, so I'm, just, <laughs> I'm trying to be present and not in Yes, 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 yes. Let me have time. That's the thing, too. This is all part of it. The thing, too, love, like putting this lifestyle on hold, it can feel like... Yeah, and that's another oh, thing is that you can No, but it's that. all like... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can. You People can still, think that you, you have know. to be gone forever. I'm like, no, you can just go and come back. I do know I'm turning 40 in Africa somewhere. So okay, like, wherever, okay. wherever, if even if I got a job, I'm like, right. I'm leaving. I'm out. I'm out. Yes. So that yes. for sure is happening. But I'm not. You know, I'm good. I'm chilling for now. Cold. Good. Good. Well. I'll be in the state sometime next year. I'm gonna hit up some cities there and okay. perform. And yeah, I'm gonna let me know. So it was so fun. We should do this again off the podcast. Thank you for tuning in to Chronicles Abroad. Please support us by sharing this podcast through your social media platforms. Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Follow us on Instagram and hit that like button at Chronicles underscore abroad. Find us online at our website, chroniclesabroad.com for tips, resources, and ways we can collaborate. So don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Until then, beautiful people, thanks for listening. Music by Stephanie James and Almighty K-Rock, produced by Adam Marcus.